Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Lockdown Blues podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got a we got a full episode for you today. Uh, Tommy and I took the last two episodes solo, so we got to talk about all the stuff that we covered there, but together. So that's the Stars advancing to the cup final, Tampa being unable to advance, and then the Blues personnel changes. Um losing Bill Armstrong and gaining Jim Montgomery. We'll get into all of that. Lots to get into, lots to discuss, lots to break down. Tommy, where would you like to start? Uh, for me personally, I think it makes the most sense to start with the Islanders Lightning just because all they right. play tonight. They do play uh, tonight. And we, can, and we can do a little recap of the double overtime winner, the mm. Islanders. Um, but yeah, dude, exciting hockey. Obviously, Dallas is already in it. Uh, they're waiting on... The results from this series, but the Islanders won two to one against Tampa Bay Lightning in double overtime. Tampa Bay Lightning had thirty-seven shots on goal. The Islanders only had twenty-four, but they took Ridiculous. advantage. They took advantage of those opportunities and came out on top. Ridiculous. What did you see, Josh? Um, I just I saw a New York Islanders team that just won't go away. I feel like that's what kind of we've been alluding to all playoffs with them is that they're pesky. They just stick around, um, and you kind of lose lose track of them for a little bit, and the next thing you know, it's a series. And I, I feel like that's what happened um, in that game. Tampa. I don't want to say Tampa took their foot off the gas, but I would. Maybe you, yeah. Okay. I mean, I wasn't gonna be so. Hard <laughs> I'm just. I'm just gonna play devil's advocate because I think this All is right. the first instance. Like we kind of talked about it in the games past, where like Tampa Bay has done a good job in this entire playoff series of keeping their foot on the gas and keeping the intensity and momentum the whole time and finishing out games, all that stuff that they haven't really been successful at in the past. And that's why they've had early exits or earlier exits um, than they would have liked to see. But I think this is the first chink in their armor, I guess, if you will, um, kind of seeing like what we've seen in years past. And that's concerning for me for this from this lightning team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would agree. I think that that's kind of the thing that I've been saying these entire playoffs is it, this is the lightning series to lose and yep. the lightning are, are, are prone to losing series uh, kind of on their own in a sense, you know, like losing winnable series, I guess you could say. And I, I, I guess, I, I guess taking their foot off the gas isn't necessarily the right assessment more as just, letting the Islanders back into the game because I still think the lightning looked really, really good. It's just, they didn't look quite as good as they could. And they let the lightning hang around. They played a little loose when they could have, when they could have tightened things up and, and uh, you know, it, it, or, or they could have taken advantage of other opportunities and been a little more hungry on the, in the offensive end. And it's those little things and, and the Islanders took advantage and, and did not go away, held on for, for dear life and then took advantage of a of a loose puck, odd man rush, easy goal, two on one. And next thing you know, it's a series. And man oh man, what a story would it would it be if, if the lightning got eliminated? Oh, that would be something, wouldn't it? 
Jesus. Just another just another year of torture for Lightning fans. Honestly, I would feel bad. I feel bad for Pat Maroon too. Like you got to root for the guy, right? Cuz like and you, you kind of like hear the mics and the hot mics picking up everyone calling him fat every game and it's like I mean, you can talk about being chubby and effective. But I don't know. I still feel like a lot of players in the league like look down on a guy like Pat Maroon mm. just because like he doesn't point up, put up that high point production that a lot of players do and he's like a role player and it's easy to make fun of a guy for his weight but like his personality his attitude the the type of locker room presence that we saw when he was with the Blues and I'm assuming that Tampa Bay Lightning has in their locker room now. Uh, I don't think like even if you're a rival of Tampa Bay Lightning, you can't not root for Pat Maroon. You know? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, I would love nothing more than to see Pat Maroon go back to back and bring another uh, bring the Stanley Cup back to St. Louis in a, in a sort of different sense. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's tough. Uh, I, I think the the Lightning play play a really a really strong game of hockey, but when they when they get off their game, they they can look like uh, like the uh, the Detroit Red Wings out there. Not not that bad, but you know, in 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 comparison, <laughs> That's bad. in comparison, <laughs> in comparison to what they can look like when they're on, I right, I, I yeah. should say. That's um, fair. And I, I guess if if I'm a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, I'm a little I'm 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 getting a little PTSD yeah. after after that one, but. I, I don't know. I, I think Tampa can still pull it off. It is still absolutely their series to lose, um, given that they're up three to two. But I, I, at the other, at the uh, same time, pressure is now on them at this point. Um, they have to go out and win a game. Uh, pressure's all off the Islanders. If they go out and lose, then that's what everyone expected. So, right, and even and like Tampa, I know a lot of people. Like, it's easy to put a lot of weight on like Stamkos potentially coming back and just completely. I don't know, being the impact player that he is. Um, but in my opinion, I think him coming back would be more of like a personal, like, I want to be a part of this run. Not, not more of a, Oh, I'm a hundred percent now and I'm ready to go. You know what I'm saying? So it might be rushed and he's not going to be like we saw with Tarasenko and obviously he had, he had surgery, but um, I don't think he'll be the same kind of dynamic player. If he does come back that everyone's expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this Tampa, this Tampa team is like, I feel like they, they're really good when they're up and they're really good when they're playing well, but when they're not playing well and things aren't going their way, they get frustrated. Um, and I feel like we've seen in the playoffs, like Dallas battle back from deficits and like, kind of like never say quit in games and all that stuff. Um, but I don't know if Tampa Bay has the same kind of mentality over there because we I don't think we've really seen a lot of come from behind victories from them, you know? It's mostly just been like that 8-2 to two debacle and then like they kind of like coast to victories when they have the lead. Um, and if they don't have the lead, then it doesn't go their way. So I think tonight is a huge game in terms of momentum. I think if the Islanders win it, their chances... Well, obviously, it's like a swing game. So, but yeah, either team wins this game, their chances of winning the series goes way up. The hot take for you right there. I'm brilliant. Damn. Damn. <laughs> no, but I, I really think. I mean, the Islanders connect two wins in a row. 
back to back, especially big games like this, and tie up the series. Oh, it's over. I, it's over. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. It's over. All right, all right. Tell you what, we're getting pretty close to the first ad break. So, Tommy and everyone else at home. I want to tell you about our friends over at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now nearly impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? When you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Tommy, I got a question. All right, what, I got an answer. Your, what is your favorite fast food joint right now? Give it to me. Oh, God. I, that's not even fair because I literally, right before we hopped on the pod, I got McDank's. All right. And the Travis Scott meal. I mean, I love it. I don't think that's my favorite, though. I think my favorite is Wendy's because the 4x4 four four is undefeated. All right, tell and you And the what. food quality tell goes you up what. a little tell bit. Tell you what. Whether you want a Travis Scott burger, whether you want a 4x4 from Wendy's, you can get it all on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you are craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's and the Cheesecake Factory. Many you of said how many partners? Three hundred thousand. Dear God. Yeah. Many of your local favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. So just open the DoorDash app. Select your favorite local restaurant. Your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to com- to keep communities they operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get five dollars off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL, don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, Tommy, where do you want to run to next? Lots to cover. Plenty of I want to hear. I, I want to hear you take about Dallas now Dallas. that now that everything's set in stone and I, I don't know. They're gonna be hard to beat, man. Did you see the title of the episode yesterday? <laughs> I did not. Oh, it was it was called "I Was Wrong About Dallas." <laughs> uh, Tommy, okay, I was I was wrong about Dallas. Um, I just wanted I, to hear it in person. <laughs> I disrespected them. Um, well, well, also at the exact same time, failing to see that they are just the St. Louis Blues reskinned. Um, they got the grit, man. Look, Never they say started the season one and nine. Everyone wrote them off. Thought they were thought they were just in for another disappointing year. Um, and God knows what would have happened because we know that I talked about it yesterday. How their their management um, in the past had been very vocal about their criticism. So I think a lot of people were anxious to see what what would happen if they failed again, especially after you know going out making some big splashes in free agency. Um, and then the playoffs roll around, and they kind of sneak in there. And then next thing you know, they've survived the double overtime game. Um, 
advance to the cup final and and it's feeling a little little a little too familiar <laughs> yeah the last time i checked uh Gurionov leads their team in goals with nine so anytime you're getting that kind of production from players whose names aren't tyler sagan or jamie ben like you're gonna probably be having a good time in the playoffs you know Pavelski's up there too. Uh, Klingberg's, I think, second on the team in assist. Obviously, Mira Heiskanen's doing his thing. One of the top point getters in the playoffs for really the entirety of the playoffs so far. And then Qdobin and Net just holding it down. 950 save percentage in the conference final. I mean, they kind of look like a juggernaut right now. Because even if they get behind on Tampa Bay, then I, I would have the faith in them to come from behind and like eventually... Send it to OT, which they've done. I think they're five and zero in OT in the playoffs now, um, or even just come back and win it. And I, I think if Dallas gets on top, I don't know if Tampa Bay has the mental capacity to dig deep and and pull from behind because they ha- they just haven't really shown me in this in this playoff setting yet. So, mm-hmm. I, I would I would I would agree for sure. All right, um, I don't know. Uh, I think I think if Tampa moves on to face to face Dallas it would be it would be a good series but I still think there's a lot of pressure on Tampa because yeah. they they would have almost blown this series and then you know do they yeah. have do they have another do they have another breath in them because that's the thing is like you talk about expectations and like really nobody expect well I mean at the beginning of the season everyone expected the Blues to kind of make a run but then halfway through the season everybody's like okay this is the worst team in the NHL like their last place and then they make it into the playoffs nobody really expects them to be like cup favorites but they end up making it there against a team that everyone kind of had an idea was going to be around that conversation if not assert uh, insert themselves in the conversation so i feel like in terms of that and pressure it's the same kind of matchup as last year because dallas essentially doesn't have any pressure on them no one expected them well most people didn't expect them to make it to the stanley cup for reasons like you explained starting one to one and nine to start the season um but Tampa's kind of been a juggernaut for the last couple of years, and the expectations have been high, especially after that what, record-breaking season when they lost in the first round to mm-hmm. Columbus. Um, so, like you said, uh, the pressure's all on them, and I think that's going to benefit Dallas. That's going to hurt Tampa Bay. I would Bay absolutely agree because they're yeah because they're gonna they're gonna grip their sticks a little bit tighter, and I don't know have all the media talking about them instead of Dallas. So it's. <laughs> It's going to be fun to watch. I don't think it's going to be a five game series. Um, I don't, I think it's going to be six or seven. Uh, but regardless, I think the matchup for both of these teams in terms of excitement, I think the matchup favors Dallas just because like the way that they're built um, and getting production from like the deep depths of their players and not just like a few star studded guys. Um, but I, I still think it's going to be. It's going to be so fun to watch. I'm stoked. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's shaping up to be a wild finish to, to these playoffs. Um, if you had to, if you had to, to go with your gut, well, who do you say is coming out of the East? Out of the East? Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, since we already know the West. Yeah. I gotta, I, I don't know, man. I think the chink in the, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Islanders, honestly. Just because uh, I think last game was the chink in the armor, and I think the wheels are going to fall off. 
And if they lose, I, yeah, if, if Dallas, or not Dallas, Jesus, if Tampa Bay loses tonight, I think it's over. And I think, I think they're going to. So, yeah. Oh, that would be, oh man, that would be. I'm going, I'm going Dark Horse Islanders. And honestly, that might be a better matchup for like in terms of Dallas, like against Dallas than Tampa Bay. Would. I don't know, dude. Yeah, oh, uh, man. Because Vasilevsky's uh, been playing so well, too. Like, I don't, even, radar. I don't brain, know. I can't even comprehend <laughs> what, it, what, what it would be like if the Dallas Stars and New York Islanders play for the Stanley Cup. That'd be nuts. Uh, yeah, uh, that would be that would be crazy. All right, real quick, since we're we're getting close to another ad break, um, what what do we got? What, what's what's something quick we can talk about? Uh, well, speaking of Dallas Stars, we can talk about Montgomery, right? True. Let's do that real quick, and then we'll and then we'll segue. talk about Bill Armstrong in the end. Yeah. So the St. Louis Blues hired former Dallas Stars head coach Jim Montgomery to be their new assistant coach, a guest to fill Mark Savard's role. Um, I don't know. I want to get your thoughts on the move, Tommy, before I give my own. Um, for me personally, right off the jump, uh, to be fair, I forgot what all like the controversy was around him stepping down or getting fired or whatever happened. Um, so right off the jump, I was like, oh, sweet. We hired a coach with like controversy. Awesome. Like, why aren't we focusing on Alex Petrangelo right now? So then I tweeted out like, what the fuck are we doing essentially and all of this stuff. Um, but then I remembered it was for, um, like, alcohol right um and then i saw a tweet i forgot who it was from uh but it was reported he's been like nine months sober since then it it seems like he's done everything right in the process of getting back into coaching um so my views on the situation have changed just a little bit but i think it's fair to say that anytime (laughs) at st louis blues on twitter tweets anything out that doesn't contain sign and alex petrangelo people are going to be pissed and so initially i was like why why aren't we announcing the petrangelo signing we're announcing a different signing instead i'm mad (laughs) yeah yeah i mean hey you said it uh perfectly i I couldn't really say it any better myself uh i think he's a tremendous ad for the blues i think he's a really really good coach who had to step away for unfortunate reasons but has since at least in the public eye um shown much effort to better himself so i think you know he deserves a second chance and i'm glad he will be behind the bench next year um i do too i think it's cool too that um i also read somewhere that in the off season or maybe not in the off season he was like living in st louis and coaching the triple a blues i could be mistaken mm-hmm. there but there was some kind of connection there um so that it makes a lot of sense in that regard um that he was like before everything kind of went downhill for him he was a very good coach uh for the dallas stars i think hiring him in the role that mark savard was in mm-hmm. uh it's gonna be an easy scapegoat for blues fans to be and writers i guess potentially to be like oh well this power play is not producing because they have a new head coach and all of this stuff when in reality i really we said this about mark savard when he stepped down but i really don't think a coach is going to make a difference at this point you got to look at the personnel and they're not taking one timers they're kind of moving the puck around and they're taking wristers and they don't really have like a tip guy anymore because pat maroon's gone so they're firing pucks they're firing pucks from the point colton pareko's missing the met entirely vince dunn's hitting shin pads i mean david perron really feels like he's the only threat to score on the power play at this point Uh, yeah all right all right let's let's really 
reel this one in real quick because we are heading towards our last ad break. So we will get into the last of the blues news. But first, Tommy talking about erectile dysfunction is never easy. Usually we just brush it off, blame ourselves, saying things like lost my mojo, making excuses, making jokes, you know, not a big deal. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash XXX and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash NHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That is getroman.com slash NHL. getroman.com slash NHL. And we'll be right back with the end of today's episode. All right, Tommy. So the last little bit of news um, that I touched on yesterday, uh, I don't know if you talked about it uh, the day before, but uh, Bill Armstrong was officially named the next GM of the Arizona Coyotes, uh, being the director of scouting for the St. Louis Blues. And then I'm not sure who they named Blues named their new their new draft head. I forget. I saw it today. Oh, I forgot the name, but it was like the head scout, I believe. He's been with the team for a while. Yeah. So big, big blow for the Blues, I think. Yeah, massive blow. Um, I I did like the stipulation that... uh, He he can't help it. Yeah, he can't help it because their pick's going to be like right around ours, potentially, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So that would have been problematic, especially in a deep draft class like this. It's going to be interesting to see... Like who the first of all who the Blues get, um, and second of all like how they I don't know how they develop potentially like in a couple of years just because this is the first draft we've had without Bill Armstrong since what 2010 2000 yeah 2005 something like that it's been like 15 years um, so. But in like to look at it from the Arizona side, they got oh man, I, and I mean you talk about potential and young stars. He's probably one of the best in the game at finding talent uh, in the draft and developing it. So props to them for going out and getting him. Props to him for doing a good job well enough to get noticed. Uh, he deserves the opportunity there, but it is it is going to be some some big shoes to fill. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a, a big loss for the Blues. Their drafting has been has been very, very uh, important for them. Obviously, a lot of their most important pieces in last year's cup run came out of the draft and came out of deeper rounds in the draft. And, you know, you got to chalk a lot of that up to Bill Armstrong. But then on the other hand, you hope that he has trained his predecessors well enough that they can take over his role. And like Tommy said, fill the massive hole, massive shoes that he has left. Um, but I don't think anyone's going to be able to do it exactly like he does. And, you know, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the Coyotes that they're gaining such a tremendous talent. I'm very curious to see what he can do with a whole lot more responsibility than he was, than he's used to. I think he can take care of it but for the time being. It's been a rough off season for blues fans. It has. And I, I look, so I looked up the name and it's Tony Feltrin. Okay. Uh, is the, our army said he's going to be leading the draft this year. And then longtime scout Danny Ginell, I could be saying that wrong. Um, we'll be running shotgun with him. And then he said after this year's draft, they'll address 
like that role going forward. So it, it seems like they're kind of just putting a tape over like that meme of putting tape over the, the water leak. It seems like they're kind of doing that just for this year and then they're going to address it afterwards. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. I think the the flat cap really kind of threw threw everybody uh, in, in a bit of a loop, um, forced a lot of people in the blues organization to scramble money wise. Not that that has been necessarily what led to the, the uh, GM departure and all that stuff, but you know, that on top of all of this has just led to an absolutely chaotic off season. So, Hey, I'm looking forward to the rest of it. At least we've come, at least, at least the blues have come up to 7.7 on Petrangelo, but step in the right direction. Hopefully Mm -hmm. they keep, (laughs) they keep climbing the stairs because Mm -hmm. they were talking about like, looking at years after Petrangelo and like the effects of COVID and everything. And I don't think, I don't think messing with the contract of (laughs) your captain, your star defenseman and the guy who's led your team, been on your team since you drafted him um, and has led your team to a Stanley cup championship. I don't think that's, (laughs) that's probably not the time to be messing with contracts and numbers. Just give them, give them a blank check. Say, here you go, sign it, whatever you want. And then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Yep. Yep. All right, Tommy, we're getting close to the end of today's episode. You got any closing messages? Nope. That's all I got to say. Um, oh, actually, the, what was it? A Thursday night game, the Browns play. Oh my God. Who do they play? The Bengals. So oh, a, a real, a real, yeah, real entertaining slobber knocker for you guys out there. I'm expecting a 10 to six score. <laughs> all the points will be scored in like the first quarter and then nothing else is going to happen. Right. Exciting. Tune into the Celtics game too. Oh, yeah, there you go. I might watch that instead, honestly. There you go. All right. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Lockdown Blues to stay up to date with everything going on. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL. Follow Tommy at TWelcher15. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, let's go, Blues.